0: I want to take a second before we go into the message, and I want to thank you so much for your giving. Uh, last week, uh, we brought a need uh, of Sister Doretha's daughter. Uh, this was because God laid this on my heart, not because I was asked to do this in any way. Doretha didn't even know that we were going to do it until she came. And I've been here now for almost 19 years, and I am always blown away by your giving, and I just want to thank you for that. Uh, last Sunday morning, we were able to raise sixteen hundred dollars to be able to help that family, and we thank God for that. We we are very very appreciative of that, and I want to just thank you from the from the bottom of my heart uh, for your giving. I want to thank you uh, for the family uh, as well, and. Um, and so, so using what you got, what are we going to talk about today? I love a saying that Norman Vincent Peale um, said, and that is that the difference between a problem and an opportunity is often just a point of view. And so I want us to understand today that, uh, that sometimes the things that looks bad that God has intended for it to be good and that God's got a purpose. Are you glad that God's got a purpose? Now listen, you guys are going to have to hang with me today because I can hear that rain up here on the roof. And I don't know about you, but boy, whenever I hear rain on a roof, a lot of times it makes me want to go to sleep. And so I want to be sure nobody's sleeping today because I believe that God's got a word for you today. I believe that God's wanting you to use what it is that God has given you today. And so often the difference between a problem and an opportunity is just a point of view. I'm reminded of, of uh, a, a guy that was selling shoes and that his company sent him to one of the countries, uh, uh, to one of the other countries, and he went, he got off the airplane, and he Uh, walked into the airport, and he noticed not one person had a pair of shoes on. And so he called his uh, uh, boss, and he said, get me a ticket back. There's no hope for us selling shoes here. That same company sent somebody else to that same place. That guy walked out, he walked into the airport, he seen not one person wearing shoes. He called the same boss, but this time the message was different. He said, Pack up everything you got and send them this way. Everybody needs to use here. Can I tell you a lot of times it's got to do with my attitude? That I believe today that I am where I am by divine appointment. I said, Not when I'm on the mountaintop, but when I'm on the mountain and when I'm in the valley. I believe that I am where I am by divine appointment, that my steps are ordered of the Lord. That God has got me where he wants me for a certain purpose, for a certain reason. And it is important today that you and I, as children of God, that we do not look through the lens of the world, but that we understand that we are a child of God. Can I tell you, sometimes God wants to place you in a palace. But sometimes he'll place you in a prison because he's got a message he wants to give to somebody. Anybody understand what I'm talking about today? I'm talking about understanding that I am where I am because God has placed me. But the enemy has the, is the one who's done this. What was it that Joseph said? He said that the enemy meant it for evil. But God meant it for good. The enemy said, I'm going to take you out with this. But God said, I've got a divine purpose for this. I don't understand the ways of God. Can I tell you that they're far, far beyond me today. But if I can understand whose I am, that I am a child of Almighty God, that God has got me, he's placed me, I am walking where he wants me to walk, and he's got something he wants me to do, right where i am well praise god so i want to take a few minutes and we're going to look in the book of exodus and we're going to read in the book of exodus starting in first verse of exodus 17 I've got something real important that I want to talk to you about at the end of the service. So I'm going to ask you not to leave with me, to hang with me. I've got something real important that i I'm want us to talk about for just a moment. Exodus the fourth chapter, verse two. I'll start by reading it, then I'll go to chapter 17. It says, and so the Lord said to him, to Moses, what is in your hand? And he said, a rod. You know, God used that rod many different times in Moses' life to do miracles with. Now, let's go to Exodus 17. Now, I want you to take just a second before I read this, because I want us to understand that God had already done a lot of miracles for the children of Israel. Before 17. I want us to understand that if you read chapters 7 and 8, 9 and 10, if you'll read all the way through chapter 12, you will find the delivering power of God. How miracle after miracle after miracle was performed for the children of Israel in order to make that Egyptian king... Release the children of God. Anybody know, remember the story? And miracle after miracle after miracle, God had showed himself strong. We had waters that had turned into blood. We had frogs that had covered Egypt. We had the dust that had turned into lice. We had the plague of flies. We had the uh, plague that come upon the beast and the boils upon the man and the beast. We had the plague of locusts. We had three days of darkness. We had the death of the firstborn. I want us to understand that they seen miracle after miracle after miracle. And to be exact, since they had been released, this was the second miracle that God performed for them. But I want you to notice, What's going on in chapter 17? Miracle after miracle after miracle being done. It says, And then all the congregation of the children of Israel sat out on their journey from the wilderness of sin. There's a message right there that we can just, we can shake that for a long time. Let's go ahead and keep going. According to the commandment of the Lord, and he camped at Ridium, and there was a commandment of the Lord... Uh, uh, and there was no water for the people to drink. And therefore the people contended with Moses. They chatted with Moses. They was arguing with Moses, complaining. And he said, give us water that we may drink. And Moses said, why do you contend with me? Then he takes it a step higher and he says, why do you tempt the Lord? And the people It says, thirsted there for water. And the people complained against Moses and said, Why is it that you have brought us out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst? And Moses cried out to the Lord, saying, What shall I do to this people? For they are almost ready to stone me. And the Lord said to Moses, Go on before the people and take some of the elders of Israel, and also take in your hand your rod, which you struck the river, and go, and behold, I will stand before you there on the rock of Horbid, and you shall strike the rock, and water shall come out of it that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the children of the elders of Israel. Now I want you to take just a minute and I want you just to think about all of those miracles that I just got through talking about that God had done. That all of those miracles that God had performed for the children of Israel time after time after time. And now here they are and they're thirsty. And what are they doing? They're complaining that they are getting ready to die of thirst. Look over at your neighbor and, say, and tell them, that sounds like somebody I know. Look over at your other neighbor and say, that sounds like me. Can I tell you sometimes... I just do not understand the children of God. Can I go back to what I started off talking about? My steps are ordered of the Lord. I said, God's got me. Now, sometimes I don't understand why He's got me, where He's got me, but God's got me where I am for a purpose. And so I don't need to be gripping and I don't need to be complaining What I need to be doing is rejoicing in the Lord that my God's got this. Regardless of what's happening, regardless of what the situation is, my God has this today. And if you and I will have that type of an attitude, oh, we are quick to condemn them for the criticizing. But sometimes I have to say, God, I need you to just anoint between my chin and my nose. And you just help me with it. How many knows that sometimes I need an anointing there? What about you? Yes. Amen. Give him a hand clap of praise today. Moses had already used the rod to uh, split the waters. And we already know that Moses... Uh, that God had already led the children of Israel uh, by the pillar of cloud and a fire. And God was just showing himself strong. But I want us to understand that God wants to use you and me with the things that I have. Not the things that I don't have. Now listen to me today, this is important. The devil says it this way. He'll speak it into my ear and if I'm not careful it'll come out of my mouth. That if I only had more talents, then I would use those talents for the Lord. Hogwash. If you won't use the talents that you got now. Didn't he talk somewhere about being faithful over the the little things? I said if you and I aren't going to be faithful with what he's given us, why in the world would he give us more? If only I had more time, then I would work for the Lord. Well, if you're not doing anything, well, let's go ahead and go on. If if I just had more money, then I'd give more. Hogwash. I'm sorry. Let me give you the Greek word. Bologna. There's no way in the... Can I tell you today... Kind of like the guy that I heard about. He wasn't making a lot of money, and he decided to put God to the test and start tithing. Did you know whenever it comes to this, God says, prove me. And so he started tithing, making $100 a week. He started writing a check for 10 bucks, putting it in to the offering plate. Next thing you know, sales started going up. He was making 200 300 Finally, he's making close to $500 a week, and he got the attention of his boss's boss. They promoted him and made a supervisor out of him. Now he's making $1,000 a week. God bless. He went into the pastor's office, and he said, Pastor, he said, I've got a problem. He said, you know, he said, when I first started this, he said, "I I was given $10 a week. And he said, that really wasn't that hard. But he said, now I'm having to write a check for $100 a week. He said, I just, I can't keep doing this. And the pastor said, let us pray. So he grabbed a hold of the man's hand and he said, God, we got a guy here that wants to be faithful to you. He can't write that check for $100 because you've given him a 1000 So God, I pray today, Lord, that you'd take him back to $100 so he could freely write that check for 10 I the preacher didn't get that out of his mouth till that guy drew his hand back, told him to stop praying, said, I understand what you're saying, preacher. And he left. He never had a problem writing that check again. (laughs) See, the devil wants me to think that if this would change, then I can do what God wants me to do. But God wants to use me right where I am, whether it is my time or my talents Are my treasure. He wants me to be faithful right where I am. And if I will, God said, I will give you an increase. And I'll give you an increase. And I'll give you an increase. And before you know it, you'll just see the hand of God every single place on you because that's what God does. I want us to understand today that. That God has given us every single thing that we need, but he's looking out of me and you for us to be faithful today. I'm reminded of, and I can't think of what his name is. Forgive me, I didn't look it up before I uh, came up today. But it's the guy who invented Welch's grape juice. And uh, he was a dentist by trade. And he decided to go out on the mission field. And he went out on the mission field, but his wife got sick. She could not take the condition. You know, uh, it's not the Holiday Inn out on the mission field. And she couldn't take it, and so he had to come home. And he said, Lord, he said, "I, I don't understand. I really felt like you had birthed this within me. And he found that some of the churches around him, the group that he was in, that they were trying to do communion. And it was hard for them to find something. So he made some grape juice. Did it in his, in his garage at home. And next thing you know, it began to catch on. Well, then you had Welch's grape juice. And God began to deal with him that he was to give money to missionaries. See, God had already burst something within him about missions. And so he was to do that. Did you know that by the time he died, that he was living on 10% and he was giving God 90%? Of his money. Can I tell you today that if you and I will just make a decision that I'm gonna be faithful that God will use us in great and mighty ways? And so using what I have today, not using what I don't, but using what I have, can I tell you sometimes whenever I am talking to Christians, I feel like the old cliche that we have carried a knife to a gunfight. I mean, I feel like what they're saying is is that we are the tail and not the head, that we're going to lose and we're not going to win, that we are going to sink and that we're not going to swim. But I find something totally different in His Word. Today, if you will use what God has given you God will use you in ways that your mind cannot begin to comprehend. I want us to look here at verse uh, uh, 10 and 11 in Ephesians 6. It says, let's talk for a minute or two about the things that we have. The first thing that we have, everybody in this room has it. If you're listening by the internet, you have it. Look over at your neighbor and say, I've got this. It says in uh, Ephesians 6, verses 10 and 11, he says, and finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, I want you to go to the next slide, if you would. And I want you to understand that God has equipped you and me as a soldier going to battle. I said, there's a time that I am to wear my white robe, but this is not the time. I want us to understand today that I need to have my feet prepared. With the uh, gospel of peace, I need to be sure that I have got the sword of the Spirit how many knows what the sword of the spirit is today? That is thus saith the Lord. The enemy comes in, and He says that this is what's going to happen. What is my defense? To that? It's very simple. I get into that Word, and I find what His Word says. There's something more real today than the sun rising this morning, and that is what thus saith the Lord. I want us to understand that He does not change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In the Old Testament, He said, I am the Lord thy God, and I change not. His Word is everlasting. This world may change. Politics may change. Administrations may change. I want us to understand that. But that Word today does not change. As a child of God, what do I have? I have the sword of the Spirit. And I know that I'm going to be okay today. That my God is going to take care of me. I believe that if there's ever a time, we need to be in that Word. We better be in it today. Can I tell you, the enemy wants to tear everything apart. But I want to be sure we say something here. The only thing the enemy is going to be able to tear apart is what God allows him to tear apart. I said God's still in charge. If you'll look up in the heavens, and if you'll ask God to take the blinders off, you will see that he's not advocated his throne to anybody. He is still God. And so what do I have? I've got his word. What do I have? I have a shield. I don't have time to go through all of these today. But I have the shield of faith. And that will quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. Does the enemy ever get up on your shoulder and talk in your ear? Am I the only one that, that he does that to? And that says this ain't going to work out. Uh-huh. That this right here is going to take you out, Chris. Nobody else deal with that? Well, so what do I have to do? I have to make a decision. Am I going to be moved by fear or faith? Am I going to believe what the devil says or am I going to believe what thus saith the Lord? And so what I have to do is I have to take that shield of faith And I have to place it there so that it will be, so it will guard me from those fiery darts. And then I take the sword of the spirit. Do you remember when Satan came and tempted Jesus? Can I tell you we can learn something through the life of Jesus? And whenever he came and he tempted him, three different times, he came and tempted him. Do you remember what Jesus did? He did the same thing every time. As soon as the enemy tempted him, he replied. Thus saith the Lord. He responded with the word of God. Can I tell you, there's something about his word today. Well, praise be to God. Amen. And amen. Now we've all got these things that we're talking about here. But there's certain things that you and I have because of our gifts and our abilities and all of that. And those are God-given things. And we don't all have the same. I spent some time last week talking about how I wish I could sing. I told Teresa, I think, after church. I don't know how in the world I got off on that. But man, I rode that out for a good while. I'd love to be able to sing like Brother Mark, but I can't. That's not my gift. And I find throughout the Word of God that that God give different people different things. With With Moses, he said... What do you have in your hand? And he said, A rod. And so God says, I'm going to use what you've got. And he began to use that that he had in a great and a mighty way. Moses had a rod. David had a sling. Elijah had a mantle. Noah had an ark. Joseph had a coat of many colors. Joshua had a ram's horn. I believe that. Um, uh, that, that we can find so many different people that God had used uh, seemingly insignificant thing, things in tremendous ways. That's what God wants to do with you and me. Not only does he want to use us with these insignificant things or these things that sometimes we don't put a value on. Well, let's take that for just a second. We don't put a value on that. I don't have it by accident, but I have it by divine appointment. When God said, what do you have in your hand? And he said, a rod. That wasn't by accident that there was a rod there. Before Moses was ever born, God said, I'm going to use. A ride with him. A little shepherd boy is out watching the sheep, thinking that this is his destiny in life, to be a shepherd. And when the sheep are sleeping, and they like to take a a long nap. Boy, I tell you what, I, I understand that. They like to take a a lung now. And David would take his rod and he had practice with it. David would pick up some rocks and he would throw them. Now that might have seemed insignificant to a little shepherd boy. But God says, I'm preparing. you Because there will be a time that you're going to need to take five smooth stones. And you're going to knock out a giant that you're going to come before. You see, we have to understand today that God wants to use us right where we are. I don't need to despise where I'm at. I need to grasp where I'm at and understand that God is still in control. Oh, where would we be if we had Daniel but we didn't have the lion's den? Or the three Hebrew children, but we didn't have the furnace. If we had Noah, but there wasn't any rain. Can I tell you that certain times we are made just for that particular moment for God to use us in a great and a mighty way. The children of Israel said this in verse 3 of 17. He said, but God has brought us out. To kill us. Mm. Mm. Here's what he said in Exodus 14. Verses 13 and 14. I'm getting ready to wind this up. Teresa, if you'll come. It says, and Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again, no more forever. And the Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. I love the way that that, these verses here start, where he says, Do not be afraid. Literally in the King James it says that we're not to fear. 63 times in the book of Genesis alone it tells me to fear not. They tell me that 365 times in the word of God we can find fear not. You see, Today, you and I don't have to fear because God is in control. God wants to use you and your gifts in a way that can boggle your mind. David had no idea why he was throwing those stones. Moses thought that he had a piece of wood in his hand. It was nothing but a jawbone for Samson. But you see, little as much when God is in it. For you see, for me and you, those fishes and loaves would just be a meal. But you see, when God gets in it, and when God anoints it, then He can feed thousands. I can't speak like Billy Graham that can't stop me from speaking. But I can't sing like Brother Mark. Then if you've got that gift, that can't keep you from singing. But I can't teach like John Hagee. You see, God didn't call you to be a John Hagee or a Mark or a Billy Graham. God called you to be you. And he's given you a gift and all he wants you to do is use it. Because here's what happens: you see, God anoints a rod. How many knows as a piece of wood? It wasn't nothing else. But when God anoints it, it'll split the waters. That mama that morning, whenever she was fixing those fishes and loaves for that little boy to get ready to go out on his day's journey, she did not realize that she was fixing food for thousands. But when God gets in it, you see, don't focus on what I don't have. But today I'm going to focus on the gifts that God's given me. And you use that gift to the very best of your ability. Your gift may be to teach. This is a good time for me to mention I'm needing a teacher for my children. Here in the next few months, I pray that we can get back started having Sunday school. Live, in person. Boy, wouldn't that be great? i got to have a teacher. Oh, but I can't do it like the way Sister Janet did. Honey, we took just Sister Janet's shoes, and we have bronzed them, and we put them on a shelf, okay? We're not asking anybody to be Sister Janet. Use your gifts. Whatever it is. Uh, Brother Tony, where's Brother Tony at? Brother Tony's back here. Brother Tony, every sa- Saturday, he is coming out here and he is cleaning this church and he's getting it ready for Sunday. He is spending, I don't four or five hours. We're, we, we don't have anybody going in the back that's with intentionality because we have to disinfect everything and we want to be sure to limit the amount that we have to disinfect, but he is being so faithful. You know what? I'd love for three people to say, you know what? Yeah, give him a hand, amen, I appreciate that. I'd love for three people to say, you know what, I can do that one one time a month so that Tony's not doing it all the time, but he is doing it so I don't have to do it. And I am so thankful for that. Sister Barb, she comes out here, she's got sweat rolling off of her. Just as faithful as she can be to make sure the flyers are good. If you're gifted in flyers, then talk to Sister Barb. She could probably use your help. If you're like me, she will say, I prefer you don't come uh, because she doesn't want people... Uh, messing her flyers up and so but again use your gifts whatever that gift is if you'll be faithful with that gift God will give you more God will use you in ways that you can't begin to comprehend today we're just talking about using what you got the last point that I want to make Moses said why in the world are you complaining to me Miracle after miracle after miracle. And he goes before the Lord and he says, Lord, they are getting ready to stone me. Is that not what he said? And God said, I want you to go. And I want you to take the elders with you. I need some witnesses on this. And I want you to go and I want you to take that rod, And I want you to hit that rock. And when you do, water is going to come out of it. There's a lesson here for me and you. What did, the, what did Moses say? Moses said, he said, they are getting ready to throw rocks at me. They're getting ready to stone me. And God said, the very thing that they are going to use to take you under, I'm going to use to take you over. The very thing that the devil's going to try to take you out with, is the very thing that God has... Can I tell you, my steps are ordered of the Lord. Oh, but I can't make a difference. Honey, can I tell you that there's nothing I can do within myself to touch the heart of man, but when I will be obedient to him, the Holy Spirit gets in the middle of it, and all of a sudden, God does the work. Well, give him a hand clap of praise today. Today I want to take just a second. And I just want to ask you. With every head bowed and every eye closed. How are you doing today? On. Using your gifts. These are trying days. Can I tell you that pastor has had to battle. With depression during the last four or five months we're at places that we've never been and to be honest with you I get tired of it maybe I'm being too transparent but I have to remember When I don't know what to do, I have to remember where to go. I have to remember that my steps are ordered of the Lord. If you would have told me that in this nation that everything would have changed the way that it's been for the last six months, at the beginning of this year, I'd have said it could never happen here in America. But yet this is where we are. Can I tell you it didn't surprise God and that my steps are still ordered and that God wants to use me in the middle of a pandemic when I have to social distance, whenever I'm going through all of these changes, God still wants to use me. If you're here today and you say, Pastor, I'm not using the gifts that God's called me to to use But I want to. If that's you today, I want you just very simply to lift your hand and put it back down. God sees these hands. God sees these hands. Yes. 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 This is a step of faith that says, I want to be used of the Lord. Can I tell you, there's nothing, nothing that's more pleasing to the Lord after we give our heart to Him for us to say, here I am, Lord. Use me. Maybe you're here today and you really just don't know what your gifts are. If that's you today, I want you just to lift your hand and put it back down. Yes, yes. Here's what I know. Here's what I know. Is God uses the little things. And don't you despise those little things. Because a rod is great when God's in it. I said five smooth stones are great when God is in it. All through the Word of God we find where God used what most people would call something to be cast away. And He used it in a great and mighty way. Don't you devalue what God has valued. God, I pray, Lord, for every hand that was lifted today. For those, Lord, that may be listening on the uh, internet, God, I pray, Lord, God, that you would use us to be an agent of change. God, there are people under the sound of my voice that you have called to be teachers, that you have called to be singers, that you have called to be preachers. That you have called with the gift of works. You have got people, Lord, right now under the sound of my voice, God, that has been given the gift of encouragement. And that gift could never be used more than what it needs to be done today. I pray, God, Lord, let us not think insignificant of the things, Lord, that you have blessed and anointed and sanctified. For your service. Lord, you're not asking me to be, to do a a sacrifice today. You're asking me today, Lord, just to be obedient. Because obedience is better than sacrifice. And today, Lord, that little bit that I have, I'm going to use for you. Lord, I can't see very far, but I'm going to walk as far as I can. And when I get there, Lord, I'll be able to see a little bit further. I pray, God, for every hand that was lifted. For, Lord, here's people that says, use me. I pray, God, Lord, that you would touch and that you would minister by your power. Lord, I thank you. And I give you praise and I give you glory. In your wonderful name we pray. Amen. And amen.